As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome, everybody, to another Knife Talk podcast episode. My name is Marco Malmasi, Malmasi Fire Arts. I'm here, as always, with the esteemed Mr. Craig Lockwood uh, of Chop Knives, excuse me, recording here from, well, Wales, I almost said Welshland, um, <laughs> <laughs> and as, as well as Mr. Jeff Fader of Fader Knives. Uh, we're here to answer questions, work, help you guys through your dilemmas, give each other a hard time, uh, and just talk knives. So let's kick it off with the past week. Uh, let's do you first, Craig, so you can take a little break before we have to start talking again. You're okay. back in Wales, and it was your dad's birthday, and you're feeling yeah. awesome right now. I'm feeling like shit. Um, so, yeah, so we've been here a week now. So we took the kids off to like a kids sort of resort thing here in Wales um, for them to have a holiday. We came back yesterday and immediately went out with the whole family. It's my dad's 70th this weekend. So we took him out. Um, his, Wales were playing rugby, so we went to watch the rugby and had a few drinks. Um, and that led to a few more drinks, a few more drinks. Um, so I'm very, very delicate today. So, yeah. If I'm if I'm not as sharp as usual, that's the reason. Hmm. Delicate. That's delicate. What you, that's what you say. I got a uh, message last night showing how delicate you were. Really? Yeah, I got a message. <laughs> I got a message, uh, a picture From... of you standing in front of a, a giant garbage can overflowing uh, with garbage. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. So that is the bin that we talked about previously. There's, there's this place in Wales where everybody goes to the end of the night for food, and the bins are just overflowed with crap. So yeah, that was the bin, the famous bin. <laughs> nice. Are you having a good time in Wales? We've had the best, the best time. We, as I said, we took the kids away um, to this like kids resort. But the thing is, we have different holidays in France to we do here in, that we have here in Wales. Um, so all the other kids are in school. So we basically had the place to ourselves. And if you'd imagine, I mean, do you know, do you have soft play over there? You know, kids soft play. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
I yeah. think so. Yeah, like, yeah you know what soft foam plates are. Okay. Pits, foam pits. And, exactly, all those kinds of things, all that kind of thing. But there's a bar there, so like, oh, and it's open Jesus late Christ. in the evening. So, so we're drinking and so on. The kids are running around. They have the place to themselves. And obviously, you know, we have a go as well because, you know, nobody else is around. Um, yeah, it was just really good fun, real good fun. And um, yeah, so we head back. Wednesday, we're here for another two, three days. We're back on Wednesday, so yeah, it's been a really, really nice trip. Is yeah. that where I saw the kids uh, riding like the zip line around the entire the perimeter f- of the place? The adrenaline, yeah, yes. Yeah. So it's like a the kids have called it the flying machine, um, of course. <laughs> yeah, I had to go too, it's amazing. Oh, wow, <laughs> basically, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a zip wire that runs around the, the you know the whole it's almost like a big warehouse, basically, and yeah. and yet maybe what. 40, 50 foot up in the air. Um, real good fun. We were really surprised that the kids wanted to do it because they're so small, but they loved it. So, yeah. Yeah, my incredible. kid saw that and he's like, I want to do that, daddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can see the kids would do it, then you'd see their dads do it immediately after. They're like, I want to go at that too, you know? Good fun. <laughs> good fun. Jeff, what's been going on in, in Jeff Land? Well, in Jeff Land, it's been, <clears throat> it's been, <laughs> uh, well, everything's fine, everything's good. We uh, pretty much since th- this past year, we've caught up on all of our, uh, we had a huge order list and it was mm. like, it got to the point, the worst ever was there were like 75 knives I had to make. And through the entire year, maybe even more, and t- t- through the whole year, we just cranked at them and cranked at them and cranked at them. And at the end of January, at the end of January, it was down to three orders. And it's some couple sets, but it was like it allowed us to kind of give January and February um, some time, breathing room so we could make stuff for the website. So we did our Cosmic Drift knives, which I'm super pumped about. They're, they did great. Um, I have some more available. And then this past week, we made 20 more knives, 20 more knives, different ones, like blue wow. elks. And we made some small alpine knives, and we made some more chef knives. And we're we're working on like – really adding having stuff in stock part of our part of our business which is awesome mm. we're going to redoing our we're redoing our website and trying to make it a little bit more easier to grab and go but I, you know we've talked about like you know people are so used to the buy it now thing but the buy it now thing is where it's fucking at uh, i hate to say it and so that's really great and we've been just hauling ass um i've recently <laughs> what do you mean? What the fuck? What is we're getting? <laughs> Sorry, and I just and I just and I just come up in French. Sorry. Well, so sorry. so it's been good. I mean, it's been good. However, this is the first week, and you know, Craig and I, you and I talked about giving things up a while ago. Mm. I've been noticing the past three weeks, I've been getting heart palpitations like a lot, mm. and it's I you know doing talking to my wife who's in medical and, and you know all this stuff. It's not something that's you know necessarily exactly a problem. It's, you know, usually from stress. It's usually from too much, you know, stimulants and stuff yeah. like that. Is it like a, like a panicky feeling? Is it you get it's like or... a fl- It's like a flushing feeling in your heart. You know, right. it's, it, like it feels so, like it's fluttering. Like Yeah, fluttering. But it's like it's, it's like a pumping flush. Pumping really hard. You feel like okay. you're flush. You Have know, you fallen like... in love, Jeff? Is well, that what it is? It is well, Valentine's Day is coming. Go ahead. <laughs> make your jokes. But, I mean, a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's no secret that my mother has been, you know, if we finally finished getting her into this new place, giving her full-time 24-hour care and dealing with the bureaucracy and dealing with getting power of attorney and doing all of this on my own and Medicaid and Medicare and this and that and the other thing and dealing with all of her possessions and stuff like that. It's been, like, taking a real toll on me. So 
we were talking about it. You know, you and I, Craig, were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. And the business has been, you know, the business has been good. And I haven't, I don't get stressed out about having employees. And I'm stressed out about things. And the business is like one of the things that's not very stressful. But I, get, I still, the middle of the day, I've been getting these kind of like, you know, I thought it were early panic attacks, but they were heart palpitations. And right. so we and I were talking about a couple episodes ago about giving things up. So I decided on Mon- I saw it on Sunday, I was just like, oh, we got to figure this out. I got a doctor's appointment coming up in a couple of weeks to get an EKG just to make sure everything's okay. But I gave up coffee. And I've, how, this is day six. Oh, wow. I was going to say, how has that been? The first three days were fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean, the caffeine <laughs> yeah. withdrawal has was horrible horrible like i the first day i was like i don't even know if i want to you know i was i had to like force myself to go into work and it was just really really kind of bad mm. and then as the days goes by i'm on uh day six and this is the first time i felt awesome and i have oh, I, wow. as the weeks of as the days have gone back and you know what you and i talked about it you know drinking coffee and i would drink, i say i drink a cup but then if hillary makes a lot of coffee i've part of the rest of the cup into a travel cup and i you know drink it for the rest of the day yeah so yeah. now i just cut cold you know cold turkey and then um i haven't been getting the goddamn i haven't been getting any power palpitations oh wow that's that's amazing that's until this is the reason why i'm late today yesterday i was driving the truck to go do a, a the jeep to do a couple errands this woman stopped short in front of me i swerved and i got out of the way everything was fine i'm driving and then i see on the dashboard low pressure tire low pressure I'm like, all right, tire, low pressure, no problem. And then I keep driving, and then I hear, got a flat tire. I had to change a flat tire yesterday. The first time in 20 years I've had to change a goddamn (laughs) flat tire. First time in 20 years. I haven't changed a tire in 20 years. Easy. And this goddamn Jeep tire, the spare tire, is like 150 pounds. This thing is (laughs) huge. And it was like a whole, and Hillary's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm in a a parking lot and I'm changing the tire. She goes, how are you feeling? I said, well, I'm getting panic. Frankly, I'm getting the fucking heart palpitations again, but I got it all squared away and fixed. But I left my keys for the the Jeep at the house, and that's the reason why I'm late today. But other than that, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, everything's fine. Hmm. There you go. Get the whole thing. Okay. Okay. We we'll have to have a, a check in next week to see how the coffee coffee's going. Are you are you drink your decaf or just oh, none at all? Drinking decaf and the first day, my wife says to me, "I got some decaf." And she goes, "You're like an old person." I'm just like, "Well, I'm not drinking this." Then I pour the whole fucking cup out, and I was just like drinking this bullshit dandelion tea. I'm like, "This sucks." Oh. And then I'm, you know, and then I was just like, "Fuck it! I need something to taste like coffee." And I got the. Folgers crystals, the uh, insta decaf Folgers crystals. We're gonna have to do something better about that, but you know. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Marekko, what's been going on? I was going to say, Jeff, have you read that book by Michael Pollan, Caffeine? He wrote Omnivore's Dilemma. He wrote How to Change Your Mind. No. Wrote... I, okay. Frankly. It's supposed frankly, to be really good. I, well, frankly, I've given up pretty much everything. I haven't had a drink in three weeks. I've decided I'm going to cut everything out. So <laughs> I haven't had coffee. I haven't had a. We went to a Mexican restaurant. My wife had this beautiful looking margarita. Didn't have any of it. I'm not drinking. I'm not fucking. I'm not doing anything, frankly. I'm leading the most boring life of all time. I'm, I'm this close to just drinking only hot water. This fucking close. You're so. cutting out fun. Oh, I'm <laughs> cutting fun. it all. Out. I'm aging gracefully. I'm looking good, and I'm fucking shitting like a champion. But other than that, <laughs> it's like I got a system. I got a system in place that kicked in today, and everything's fine. But it ain't fucking fun. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> 
When you were talking about the panic, when you were changing the tire and talking about the panic attack and starting to get frustrated, you sounded like George Costanza. It was, dude. It was a fucking. It was a. It was a. George is getting bad. It was a Seinfeld moment. I'm lying on the ground. I'm wearing my like not work clothes. I had a. You know, I took. I, I was like. And the and then the, the way they do these jacks for the Jeep, it's different than regular cars. You know, regular cars, you put the jack on the side of the car, mm. on the side of the tire. There's like a little ledge. You put it up on the side. Right. Well, on this goddamn fucking thing, you put it on the axle. So all of a sudden, oh, okay. it starts to weeble and wobble. And I'm like, this fucking thing's going to fall on me. I'm going to die under a fucking Jeep <laughs> oh, in a goddamn Jesus. parking lot of an office max. <laughs> no caffeine. Heart palpitations be fucking damned. All this for nothing. All for nothing. Exactly. All for nothing. Yeah, yeah. All for nothing. I should have eaten. I shouldn't have eaten meat. I should have smoked some fucking weed. I should have sorted some goddamn coke. If I got to die with nothing in my system, are you kidding me? Fuck that. Uh. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? You do all this. You're healthy. You're the Peloton. You don't eat fucking meat. No fucking cheese. And none of this goddamn shit. You die getting crushed under a goddamn Jeep under Jeep tire. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Typical. It would be absolutely typical. So no, yeah. I didn't read your book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I want, first off, before I start talking about my week, I want to thank everybody, uh, who had gone to, uh, support Jason Knight, uh, for the Anchorage beer, the chopper, uh, that, uh, that Anchorage beard brewed to help support Jason. Um, no thanks to me, by the way, cause <laughs> the beer became available in Anchorage on the third and then it was. Uh, as I understood, it, it was supposed to come available on the 10th, uh, the following week through Tavor, which is a third party app. But they did a pre-sale in between there that I completely missed. Um, so if anybody missed it, that's on me. I'm so sorry. Uh, you can, if you for some reason are in Anchorage, you can go get the beer. They have just a few left uh, at the actual tap room in Anchorage Brewing. Um, but you guys killed it. Everybody that got a hold of some, they sold out before the before the beer even became available and uh, helped Jason get a nice chunk of change to help support him uh, after his fire. So I just want to give a shout out to all of you. And, you know, you're also doing it for yourself because the beer is going to be fucking delicious. So. <laughs> So thank you all. Uh, second off, I so I did a collaboration with my buddy Dan Bittinger. So Dan lives like an hour and a half, two hours north of me. Uh, he's a great chef's knife maker. If you don't know him, go check him out on Instagram. He's Bittinger Bittinger Knives. Um, and or you can also go to my page and you can see the collaboration piece we did together. But it sold. It did well. Uh, I actually, I, our our faithful listener Kyle Heath, he brought it. And he he won the knife, and it was it was really exciting. It was also nerve wracking, um, just because uh, you know we're running the auction through our website through like a secondary like widget app situation. Greg would know more about that. I don't really know how to say anything smarter than that about the thing. But anyways, we ran the auction through our website because before I've always done it like on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever, and it's kind of awkward. And, you know, if I do it on Instagram, then people from Facebook can't do it. And from if I do it the other, vice versa, then people from Instagram can't be part of it. So we figured out a way to do it on the website. It went smoothly, um, thankfully. Uh, Kyle was awesome. He was on top of getting money sent this way, so we got it mailed out the next day. Um, it, but building, like building the content around it and all that stuff, it was all so last minute. And all I could think 
uh, my wife did wife and I did a meeting afterwards and she's like, well, what would we do differently? <laughs> we didn't even test the auction system. So, and it was just because part of it, honestly, was just like, it was just timing. Like I, and, and, and also kind of more on my part because I didn't get like the images to her in a timely manner so that she could build the page so that we could test it and all that kind of shit, you know? Um, and so there's a lot of things we do different and to improve it, but otherwise all in all, um, it went really smoothly. I was excited about that. So if anybody has Shopify, I'm sure the other platforms have it too, Squarespace and whatever. Um, but if you think you want to auction a knife, you can probably do it through your own website. Hmm. Um, so, nice. That went well. I'm working on knives to take down the Blade Texas. I have a hunter and an integral guard fillet knife and uh, a couple of chefs I'm looking to take down there. Uh, I'm trying to get them finished up this week, though, because I, I want to get some leather sheaths on them and um, before I go down there because I think, you know, everybody wants a sheath, especially with, like, a hunter. Um, and so I'm trying to figure that out. Hopefully I can get them finished out by friday uh to get them mailed down and whatnot and then i think the other the last big thing is i took my kid to uh to play pool yesterday wow. <laughs> oh cool cool um there's nowhere in town uh, there are very few sorry I'll, I'll correct that there are very few places in town there's like a community center but you know it's only open when he's in school and and it's not open on the weekends oddly enough um and then, and then otherwise, there's nowhere to play pool except for bars around here. Um, but there is one place that is called the Spar Cafe downtown. It's an old historical bar. It's been around, or restaurant and bar that's been around for a really long time. Um, and they have a pool table. So we went and got some lunch, and we played some pool, and he fucking loved it. And he was drill nice. like, after a bit of practice, you know, it took about 15, 20 minutes of figuring out how to hit the cue ball and all that shit. But... Um, he was sinking balls. It was great. It was awesome to watch him do it. It was so fun. And so uh, we'll probably do that a lot more often. Last week uh, on the Daddy Dude Hangout Day, we went bowling. So we're doing all these old man games <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Old oh, man Olympics. Yeah, yeah exactly. sounds like a, that sounds like a Welsh expression. <laughs> What's that? Sinking balls. Sinking balls. Shut up, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, we've. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, Miracle. You, you were. You were no, yeah, then that was that's basically it. Um, yeah, it's it's been a pretty good last couple of weeks. Nice, nice. And right. P.S. The Lumpet episode was far better than anyone expected. And, <laughs> and let me just tell you, congratulations, because we're still the reigning kings of Mondays. I'll tell you what, the Lump episode was better than half the horse shit I listen on other podcasts. <laughs> yeah. So it's like congratulations <laughs> to us. We managed to revise it. Sinking yeah. balls yeah. for five years. Is that is that this is that the title? Sinking balls for no, five years. No, no, no. We have to <laughs> do. We have to. We have to keep some of this shit under wrap. You, you can't just show them their whole hand, you know. <laughs> right. I want to tell everybody about Combat Abrasives. They've been a huge supporter of the podcast, um, basically from year one. They've been with us a long time um, because they make awesome stuff. Um, so if you're looking for uh, abrasive belts or any sort of abrasives, really, they got it all. Combatabrasives.com. If you use Knife Talk 15 at checkout, you'll get 15% off too. Go take a look. Combatabrasives.com. Okay, we've got a bunch of questions. Uh, loads. 
If you've got a question for us, we are Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. Um, send them over to us. Uh, we'll add them to the list, and hopefully we'll get to it very soon for you. Um, Fox River Blades has done exactly that. And he says, hey, guys, I'm not sure if you all uh, have given an in-depth answer on this, uh, but me and us, the makers I'm close, I'm close with, uh, have been experiencing serious pushback from Instagram in terms of cutting views and reach. My question is, is it our job as business people to find alternative sites to Instagram or should we change up our content to adapt to changing algorithms? He says, a side note, I tried to do a promotion on a culinary knife that was suggested by Instagram because I thought, well, why the hell not? Let's try it. And it was rejected on the basis that I was promoting weapons and violence. But I see mass-produced knives being produced all the time. How is that possible? I do see those promotions for, like, mass-produced yeah. I don't know how that's working. It's been going on a while, hasn't it? People, lots of people are complaining that, you know, especially Instagram, um, they can't promote stuff. And, uh, and you know, even if you've got, we've already mentioned, like a Shopify site or Squarespace, Squarespace site or whatever, a lot of those will allow you to sort of sell um, via Instagram as well. And it's not always the case because, as you said, you know, as a knife, it's been flagged as, in this case, what was it? Promoting weapons and violence, which is ridiculous. We do ridiculous. But is it is it the stuff that gets flagged and rejected? The ones where you're paying for promotion. Like it seems yeah. to me that it's it's like I know that some people are trying to pet use you know get, buy ads on Facebook and buy ads on Instagram. Are those mm. the ones that are getting like seen by the algorithms, and they're the ones getting flagged? I'm not sure because I've done it in the past where with um, if you stick stuff on if you set up a Facebook store that can then pull that into Instagram so you can tag your products and stuff. So it's not an ad. It's just tagging your own products. They can be bought. Um, and they get flagged as well, um, hmm. you know, as being, you know, promoted weapons and violence. So it's weird. And it's always just a crapshoot. Not, not all of them do. Some do, some don't. Um, so I think it's, it's just being careful how you're sort of naming your, your products on your website. So, you know, I try not to use the word knife in descriptions and so on, which sure. is ridic- ridiculous as it sounds, because that's exactly what it is. Um, but I think it's—I don't think there's a person going through and doing these. It's, no, it's an, al- it's an algorithm. So scanning the text, um, it may be even scanning the image, you know, using some sort of AI to see. Well, that's really sure. sharp and pointy, and not having that. But I think, yeah, you just need to be quite clever the way you sort of list it. I suppose I, I don't, couldn't really give any. Yeah, I mean, if you inside information. I mean, it's clearly computers. I mean, if you if you do a reel, I do a reel, and then you hit the caption button, it'll capture mm. your, it'll scan through, and if there's any curse words, yeah, they'll yeah. they'll bleep them and put like exclamation points. However, I just did one recently, and it and it fucking I, a, a fuck slipped through, which is fine by me, no problems. That's there's not another my problem. title, a fuck slipped through. <laughs> Don't put that one up either. <laughs> Don't put that on either. But it is your it is your responsibility as a business owner to not. Uh, put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, we've yeah. been talking about uh, newsletters for a long time, and it's you need to figure out ways in which to capture your audience and to say, okay, look, they don't want this, then I don't, you know, can't just like blame, you can't blame the social media company because you're not getting the views. You have to figure out what you're doing and then how you can adjust because, you know, this is your business. I will say this, and this is not at Fox River. Fox River is a great dude. He was in a terrible car accident. He's on the road to recovery. We are with you, Fox River, 100%. But there are a lot of people who blame social media and blame outside. They give excuses. I'm not saying this to Fox River. Fox River is my guy. 
But there's a lot of opportunities where people, especially knife makers <clears throat> or makers in general, will blame outside forces for things that are going wrong. And you start to give yourself this comfortable degree of, of, of well, you know, I'm blaming this person so I don't take any responsibility. If your business, you have to figure out ways in which, to, if you might have to go to a farmer's market, <laughs> you, you might have to figure out right. a way to which to, to make it happen. And, you know, social media is going to be what social media, they're changing shit all the time. I'll tell you one thing that Instagram does, which is fucking bullshit. <clears throat> they got me on, and this is, I'm not blaming Ben Snur. Ben Snur told me that I should do the, uh, the bonus pays for reels. And I was like, yeah, who gives a shit? And he's just like, well, you're putting them up there anyway. So I put them up. So I said, okay, whatever. So we signed up for, you know, the thing where we get paid for our views on reels and stuff like that. And there were a couple of things, a hundred bucks a month. It's nothing. I'm not getting huge numbers, but fine. Right. No problem. They, and I thought that it was basically like, you have to click on participate every month. They won't remind you. It's not, it's not a, it's not one of those things where the, it's mm-hmm. ongoing. Right. So I'll put a couple of reels up. I'll see nothing. And then I'll look on the thing. It'll say zero. It's because you haven't clicked on that you want it this to month. To turn them on. Yeah, yeah. That's some horse shit. That is a fucking... <laughs> I, all of a sudden, I'm just like, what the fuck 47 cents now after, you know, I get like, you know, fifty, you know, 20,000 views and now I didn't turn the goddamn button on. Every month, that's some bullshit. But at the same time, now I know. Yeah. I didn't even yep. know that was a thing. I didn't uh, know Instagram were paying for reels. Oh yeah, right. well you know, if you they have they're picking certain people. They're not picking you know they're 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 being smart. They're not getting like Logan Paul or Mr. Beast. <laughs> they're not paying those yeah. motherfuckers. But there's <laughs> yeah, yeah. a sliding scale in regards to how many views you get, and then you get some you know dough. So guys like Ben Snur were doing really well. Or guys like yeah. you know, and they were you know you, you can get up to a thousand bucks a month based on how many. Re- I mean, you gotta you gotta push some fucking numbers, hmm, but it's like sure. passive inf- information. But if you don't put the button on every month, it's like you know. Roxanne, put on your red light. I and mean, what the fuck do you have to do here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, and when it comes to those reels, too, they throttle. Like, you, they, once you hit that $100 mark, it throttles way the fuck back. And even in the first place, I think it's like a tenth of a cent for every view. Yeah, so um, you can't count on these. You can't count on no. social media to be your friend. No. Well, and I think what's super obnoxious, and I get these po- get these things, too, is like, when posts seem to be doing well, Instagram's like, hey, you know, would you, you should do a, a, a paid advertisement basically, or, or in my, or in my, whatever, my uh, notifications. It's like, we'd like to give you $5 towards advertising. And, and then, but I have, I haven't even done it yet, but I guarantee that's what happening, what's happening to these guys. I mean, you know, their, their posts are getting some traction. Instagram's like, hey, you should, you know, promote this. And, and then it turns around, and the person's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and then Instagram's like, no, you're peddling weapons of destruction. You're an asshole. <laughs> you yeah, don't fuck get... it. It's the smack and tickle. These fuckers at Instagram are doing the smack and tickle. They're like a shitty pimp, man. Yeah. It's like they're not <laughs> anything. No, but I agree. I think it is our responsibility to stay on top of, you know, and experiment. I think, honestly, and my, I'm guilty of this myself, is just overthinking content and realistically, like, just post whatever you can and i think the i think the best advice i ever got uh, or learned was from gary v Jer- uh, jeff's favorite guy um but- toby v toby v toby v um that's toby it's toby morell's favorite guy toby oh all right oh he loves gary v i'm sure <laughs> toby v we're all calling him toby v owner calls him tony v 
Um, but he said, you know, it's hard to be, sometimes it's hard to be creative about what to post and shit like that. And so the best thing you can do is just at least document what you got going on, like literally on your bench. Um, just do a flyby with your phone and be like, oh, this is what I got going on, or just an individual piece or an individual aspect of the process. Um, that's the easiest way to make con content is by just documenting literally what's in front of you and what you're trying to do. Um, mm -hmm. And that will help consistently get you posts up and, and so that you're getting engagement so that you are, people are seeing your shit. Um, but ultimately like platforms like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever the fuck, their job is to put stuff in front of the user that the user wants to see. And if people aren't engaging with your content, either very frequently or very often, even though they're seeing it, Instagram's going to be like, oh, that person's not engaging with it. We're not going to show them that stuff very often. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then you kind of just slowly get filtered out. And yeah, so. He, sa he says here in the question as well, is it our job as business people to find alternative sites? Um, yeah. And I've just been thinking that the last time I downloaded an app was probably years ago. Sure. You know, I, I yeah. stick to what I've got and I, I don't, you know, and I think those days of, you know, new social media networks starting up every other week, I think those days are pretty much gone now, you know, that we've got the big sort of three or four and that's it. My yeah. barber told me to get a TikTok and I told her to go cut my hair. Just cut my hair <laughs> doing a fucking TikTok. So why not? I'm like, what are you got Chinese spy balloons out there? Well, I get the fucking TikTok. <laughs> yeah. It's the same goddamn thing. I don't want that. No. Yeah. It's just a time suck. Fuck TikTok. that. It's enough yeah. already. Yeah. Okay, who's taking the next? Hit it's it. from this one's from Feral Boy Knives. This is question: Have I've been? <clears throat> excuse me. Whew, I've been wanting to get into heat treating stainless, but only have a forge. Is it possible to do this without a kiln and still end up with a quality blade? The forums aren't helpful, and they just seem to be urging. Uh, sorry, arguing with each other over the subject. Okay, <laughs> that's a, like a forum to find people arguing. Jeez, weird. <laughs> These ah. people, they love to hear themselves write. They write, and then they want to. They want. They want. It's as if they want people to read their things in a specific voice. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. Uh, stainless in a forge. Um, what do you think, Morocco? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you have to get because you have to take stainless to such a high temperature, and because in a forge, like unless you have. A, a very highly sophisticated and controlled forge, I would be very sketched out about whether or not your forge is actually even at the right temperature or if it's gone too far past or it's not even there yet. Because even at the really high temperatures, it's only a difference of maybe a range of what, like 150 degrees, maybe. If that, I mean, the if difference that. between 1925 and 1950 are a, a substantial. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. So. And, and visually speaking, because that's typically how it works out of a forge, unless, like I said, it's super sophisticated um, and it has all these like thermocouples and digital readouts and all that stuff. You have no idea that 50 degree difference. Um, I would not feel comfortable with it. And I mean, there are heat treating services that are inexpensive enough that it's worth sending it to rather than some fuckery that you might try to be able to work out in your forge. The yeah. one problem with the heat treating thing is I've heard that they don't you, you want to find a heat treating place that will it deals with knives and you probably want to have a heat treating place that also will make sure that they straighten your shit because yeah. you might end up getting sent back some heat treated bananas. 
you know, it's like you got to be. And then there's, I don't know, you, well, we had Laren Thomas on in Knife Engineering, and he talked about it, and he talked about how most of those steels that you're forging are air-cooled. So you have to figure out ways in which to normalize, and, you know, that annealing process also could, you know, mm-hmm. cross over with hardening because it's, you know, you're not qu- you're quenching it in a different way. But um, I would get an even heat, frankly. Even heat kilns manufacture the finest heat treat ovens available. <laughs> Find your next heat treat kiln at knife. Uh, what, what are we? What? Knifetalk.net forward slash heat. Because that will it. take you to Soul Ceramics, who are a distributor of heat the heats. They've got some in stock, always ready, ready to go. You'll get, I think it's $70 off and free shipping in the US as well. So yeah, go take a look. Knifetalk.net forward slash heat. Get yourself an even heat. That was a. Thank you for that. Was an excellent assist. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, Adele knives. Who wants to take that? Hey guys, I'm planning uh, a cake knife as a gift for a friend's wedding. I'm relatively inexperienced with making knives, and I haven't yet made serrations. I don't really want to start with this. Uh, start with them on this one. But what do you? Uh, but do you think there would be a mistake? Most dedicated cake knives I've seen are serrated, but plenty of people take uh, cut cakes at home with a standard chef knife. What would you do? Well, what would I do? I would talk to the baker and say, why do your fucking cake so hard? Because he's exactly. a fucking serrated-ass <laughs> knife to cut this fucking cake. Some bullshit cake, some Welsh cake or something like that. Some hard-ass, <laughs> hard-ass cake. Um, I've seen plenty of cake knives that are wooden. They're wooden. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah it, it, it doesn't need to be anything fancy. Um, and if this is one of your first knives, I probably wouldn't go with serrated anyway. Um, but really, you don't need serrations on a cake knife. Jeez. But um, very, very soft. You're gonna tear it up. Yeah. Uh, uh, serrations with like if it lets, your serrations are very shallow. Like some people do the jigsaw shit that, you know. But you have to make sure the serrations are different for every you know every preparation. The difference between a bread knife and a brisket knife. Mm-hmm. You know, a bread knife will cut or tear, and then it'll destroy. A, you know, a brisket knife is meant to slice and not tear. So you got to be real careful on the type of serrations that you make. I've seen some you know like things look like a hacksaw. You'll yeah. tear that cake ass up. <laughs> the worst what the wedding cake. The poor wife is cutting the cake and it's like tore up. <laughs> it's like a fucking yeah. tore up ass it's, cake. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do I it. I mean, if it's a if, if it's specifically for a wedding cake, um, I would imagine you're gonna want a long blade because you're gonna want, you know, half of that diameter, you know, in one slice. Um but yeah, I wouldn't bother with serrations. Um it it can be as simple as you like. What do you think, Branco? I mean, my wedding knife, my cake knife, was a was a chef's knife. Um, so yeah, I don't think it needs to be serrated. Yeah, and right. honestly, I think a lot of those um, cake knife and cake lift sets you see are made out of some bullshit steel, which is why they have serrations because they're not going to hold an edge for shit, and <laughs> and so they need those serrations to continue to be useful over the years. But in general speaking. Yeah, like you guys have already said, you shouldn't, you don't need, or you shouldn't need a serrated knife to cut a cake. And honestly, by adding the serrations and even making it a slicer, makes the knife a bit specialized. And while you do want it to be special for the wedding, if you make them a, even just yeah, like a chef's knife, it's something they can not only use to cut the cake, but continue to use in their daily life um, by over specializing the knife. Um, and, and I, the reason I'm saying that is because I, I thought about, I was going to make a slicing knife 
you know, a cake knife, what I was, would consider a traditional cake knife. And I was like, mm. I'm never going to fucking use this thing. I'm making yeah. a chef's knife. And so I made a chef's knife uh, as the cake knife, and it was my wedding gift to my wife. And, and so that's what we have and we use on a daily basis now. I think we're overlooking a potential great business opportunity. Okay. Because you could develop some sort of grind that's good for cake release. Cake you know release. what I'm saying? The, oh, wedding. the fucking, the fucking the wedding grind. grind. The C grind. <laughs> the fucking C grind. We're going to do the C grind. Is there a C grind? No. There is now a C so. grind. You have to okay. figure out a way to make the C grind. So when you cut that cake, it doesn't look, it's like one of them ninja shits that fucking slices mm. through and you don't even see the line. Got to get okay. involved with the cake, the cake grind. Okay. C grind. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, no right. cake release. No cake release. Yeah. DTM shenanigans says, "What should I do? I was sculpting a hidden tang handle, but I lost control and dropped it in my water bucket. I pulled it out as quick as I could, but it was fully submerged. Um, the handle was a piece of black walnut that I'd stabilized. Um, on a side note, other than feel like an idiot, there was no damage to the digits this time round. Um, so, what should you do um, if Dry it's stabilized?" Shit. Yeah, try it. try it out. It should be good. Just, <laughs> just try it off, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the easiest question we've ever had What should answer. I do? Well, nothing is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> that's way easier than that's way easier than any question we've ever, ever had to answer. That's why we're yeah. the number one knife-related podcast on this German-fested planet. What do you do? Nothing. nothing. Dry it off. <laughs> dry it off. Fucking dry on. it off. When, when I worked for Bob, um, when I first started, and I was doing all the handle sculpting, um, often we would work with cocobolo or ironwood, which are both dense and oily woods, and they'd get fucking hot. And and we would actually intentionally dunk the handle material into the water to cool. And this is like this is what Bob showed me how to do. Like this was mm. his process. Uh, and often, especially when I'm sculpting my handles these days, I'm I'm sculpting them, uh, especially the integral bolster. I'm, I'm sculpting that and the handle at the same time so that the transition lines and everything are in like perfect alignment and everything. But that heat from the integral bolster does transfer into the wood. So I do occasionally dunk the handle material, just the top part, and I'm not dunking the whole thing, um, but just to help ease the heat that's in the bolster as well as any kind of residual heat that might be building up in the wood. Um, because it, that heat, if it gets too hot, will cause the glue to start to degrade. And that is definitely a concern, especially around integral bolsters. Um, there's so much mass in that bolster. Exactly. And so, and as it starts to degrade, you know, that epoxy, you know, that glue is going to start giving up the ghost if you, if it gets too hot or you do it too much. So, um, it is not necessarily the best, or the best thing. What the fuck am I talking about? The Don't worst worry thing. About it. Fine. Um, we know. We know. <laughs> the worst thing to do. I'm still waking up, guys. It's, it's fine. You were, it's early. I'm, it's early. I'm, I'm telling you, it's fine. The, I know. Whatever you say, it's fine. I'm talking to the audience. Please, I don't audience, give a forgive fuck me. about them. They're worried about their <laughs> fucking. They, they're far more interested in the question I'm about to ask her when you were working on that Coca Bolo to make your dick big. Uh, that no. Coca Bolo dust didn't. I never had a problem with Coca Bolo ever. Oh, maybe you got the problem already, huh? Problem yeah. before the Coca Bolo <laughs> dust. All right, I hear you. Boy's playing with some fucking Coca-Bola. heat. I got you. I got you. He's dipping. He's, he's not only things quenching the he's water. Dipping, swinging, <laughs> swinging a hammer. He's, he's making sure all sorts of things aren't hot. All right, fine. Do you, do you need a cup of coffee, Jeff? I'm on. Fi- <laughs> Listen, I'm. I'm finally feeling good. For Christ's sake. <laughs> okay, SBG knives. Um, is it beneficial to drill multiple holes in the tang of a full tang knife? or to grind in somewhat of a fuller 
So the epoxy has as uh, something more substantial to grab, or maybe nothing at all. He says, "Thank you, sirs." Um, yeah, completely bent for a number of reasons. Yeah, first of all, he's taking some weight out of that tang because if it's a full tang knife, you can have a, a fair bit of weight there. Um, so you're taking weight out. Um, but yeah, you can obviously get some. I mean, I wouldn't say the epoxy is is holding better, but you're going to have some space for epoxy to fill um, once you once you've tried your handle on. Um, and what I what I tend to do is use like a chamfer. I drill loads of holes. Um, then use like a chamfer tool just to, to break the edges, so you know you know there's no burrs on there. So when you fit your handle, it's going to fit nicely. Uh, but also that little chamfer is going to make a nice little well of epoxy as well. Um, mm. So yeah, it's hugely beneficial. Um, and with regards to a fuller or holes, they they both can do the same same sort of job. Um, so yeah, massively beneficial. What do you guys think? I mean, I've never really done that uh i think part of the reason though is because I, I typically if i'm doing a full tang i'm also tapering it mm. um and that helps relieve some of the weight as well as ho i hollow out uh, the tang while i'm tapering it to kind of reduce the surface area that's engaged with the platen so that when i go to flatten it it's easier to get it like nice and perfectly flat um so it's just basically the perimeter of the handle or the tang rather than the whole face of the tang that's engaged with the, the, the flat disc. Uh As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, and all of that helps to reduce the weight substantially. And hopefully if you're doing a full tang, uh, you, you get, you're using some sort of bolts or pins or something like that. And... um. I, I don't know. I, I struggle. Sometimes I struggle with um, some of some of the things I see people doing when they're skeletonizing or drilling out the handles because um, uh, some of them make the tang actually look somewhat dubious when it comes in regards to strength. Like what do you um, mean? Well, they're you're making a bunch of thin areas where the tang is just really thin oh yeah oh towards close to the edge Co close, close to the, the edge, edge. Yeah, yeah yeah and so um but i i would say you know if <laughs> I, I do like the idea of some of the glue passing through from side to side through some of those holes um 
but not at the detriment of the stability and strength of the tang. Um, hopefully you got Corby bolts or something like that, like I said. And if your Corby bolts give up, I'm sorry, but the fucking holes in the tang are not going to, and with epoxy running from side to side, are not going to save that. Like, something else has to be done. That knife is, those scales are done if the Corby bolts give up. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's it, it's interesting you say that because there is a degree of, you know, you can do a little bit of this and that. I always have a little bit of space. Uh, I drill a few holes just because, and then I'll drill holes into the insides of the scale. So you're creating sure. kind yeah. of like a, almost like a, uh, like a, like a invisible rivet that goes between the scales. Yeah. But yeah. if you, if you ever have to try to get your Corby bolts off, maybe the Corby bolts ruin, you got to take the handle scale off. You knock out the Corby bolts and you give it a pop. No matter what epoxy you're using, it ain't going to fucking, it, it, you can It'll pop it off. It'll easily. It'll it, pop yeah, off yeah. super duper easy. Yeah. You know, you hear things about the. I have heard things about the fullering, and you know, you're creating the I beam kind of construction and makes it stronger. I mean, it. I think it's great. I think anything you can do to give yourself some purchase is is helpful. But Mareko's 100 percent right. If your Corby's go or your pins go, then you know you don't have. You doesn't matter what epoxy you have you can use. It's it's that sheer that sheer strength isn't going to be enough if it gets a knock. So. But yeah. I'm a fan of a few holes. Like I think that, True. you know, give it a few holes. <laughs> That's the title. I'm a no fan more. Of a few and holes. listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. you know with these fucking things. <laughs> but uh, a couple holes is fine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm leaning into this shit. But uh, uh, there you go. I got nothing better to say. We yeah. do have other bits, by the way. We have, uh, we have a, maybe a new bit. We have listener feedback, and we have why me, why me, why me. Just putting it out. Okay. Let's do some listener feedback. But first of all, whilst we're talking about uh, sort of putting holes in tangs and skeletonizing and so on, um, if you're going to be designing a knife, um, you'd be, you'd be, it's a good idea, I think. Try knifeprint.com. Um, if you've never done any sort of CAD before, it's the perfect place to start. You don't need to download any software. It's all done in a browser. So you can, you can design a, a beautiful looking knife and you can get to render in 3D so you can see exactly what it would look like. Um, they're going to have these new tools such as skeletonizing automatically for you coming very soon. But you can do it now, um, but you know it's going to make it easier in the newer version coming very very soon. It's it's just awesome, and the best thing about knife print is it does what it says on the lid. Um, you can press the print button, and they'll actually cut one of these blades out for you and ship them to you. Um, it's it's a brilliant brilliant service um, run by brilliant people. So go take a look knifeprint.com. If you've never done any sort of CAD before. Um, it's a great, great tool, and they've got a really good sort of educational center there as well to, you know, to talk you through how to do it. It's 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 a good stuff. So go take a look, knifeprint.com. Okay, let's get some listener feedback. Well, we have listener feedback. We have oh yeah, also we have great shit to this week. I, I'm really kind of excited about it. we because we had the lump episode last week, so we got to fool around a little bit. So this first listener feedback comes from Thomas Moberg. Thomas Moberg. And this probably is directed towards you, Craig, a little bit. Hi, guys. Hope you're doing well. Ever since you've changed ad services to our current one, the only company advertising every episode is... Should I read the website? Go on. Go for it. www.sinful.se. You probably (laughs) won't want to go to this website to figure out that they sell sex toys. You may have surprised. You may have surpassed yourself with dick jokes here, Jeff. But I find it hilarious. Good work. We're getting this from Sweden. Now, well, Iris, listen, go ahead. Listen. The only reason you're getting these ads specifically, and listen, every listener will get different ads. 
these aren't baked into the show. So th- what will happen is, who was who was asked this question? Sorry, who this was is uh, Thomas Moberg. <clears throat> Thomas, okay, Thomas. Thomas. What I'd suggest you do is delete your browser history quickly, um, because basically what has happened is the service that baked in the ads for us, um, they're looking to see the kind of stuff that you're interested in. Um, by it, you would look at sort of your, your browser history, uh, things that you've searched, things that you watch, things that you listen to. Um, and it'll make these ads specifically for you. So other other listeners won't get that same ad. This is specifically for you. Oh, um, I thought it was so, just because I figured he lived in a neighborhood full of perverts. That could well be the answer as well. That could well be the answer. Don't blame but, um, him. It, it, <laughs> blame we, fucking Sweden. Not everybody gets the same ad. You get an ad that is specific for you. Mm, um, that's what I heard. So it, take a good hard look at yourself, Thomas. I mean, it's not that hard. Stop! Don't look so hard. <laughs> don't look so hard, Thomas. It's your fucking. It's your fucking neighbors. Is what it is. You got some old porned out granny next door. She's you know she needs some help in the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Greetings from Sweden. We're with you, Sweden. I'm with you. Um, next is uh, Chris Dobbs. Will you have anything to add, Mareko? You want to no, chime in on that? Craig said it all. Craig said it all. Perhaps he said too much. All right, Chris Dobbs says, hey, you guys, we're talking about taking off the angle grinder nut. I'm a carpenter by trade, and sometimes tools disappear in other people's vans. I need to change a blade. I got off with I got it off with two screwdrivers in the holes with a shitty pair of pliers. We were talking about the writing. <laughs> Jesus. That's gangster version, that is. Geez. That's yeah. terrible. That's like into your hands. We got a lot of messages. We were talking about getting the angle grinder off a couple of weeks ago. Well, apparently there's a company, I think it's Milwaukee, they make this. Everyone sent me this Milwaukee uh, bolt, a nut for a red angle grinder that has a toggle that flips up, giving you like a, a hand. You can twist it off by hand. Does that make nice. sense? Like yeah, a, yeah, It's almost yeah. like a door like pull. Like a lug. It's like a door yeah. pull. It, it, it's on a hinge and it flips up and then you can actually manually twist it off. I got a lot of those. So right, right angle grander community is in full effect. Um, in on that, uh, Eric Markman says, "Here's a pro tip. Now get ready for this one, ladies and germs. Uh, pro tip: I I'm going to read this, but before I say it, I say don't do this. I'm reading listener <laughs> feedback, but saying don't do this. All right. Proceed with caution. Proceed. Don't proceed with caution. Just don't do. Just listen and don't do it. I mean, you'll read it and you decide. Pro tip." When undoing the disc on the angle grinder, turn the grinder on, turn it off, and push the locking button firmly while it slows down. The Oof. nut and the disc will come off by itself. Timing is essential to avoid the nut and disc flying away. That's Eric Markman, ladies and gentlemen. Send your send your legal send your legal things to him. It's a dangerous Eric. Jesus. I mean, you want Eric Markman? <laughs> you talk about taking a nut off, Jesus. <laughs> My God, uh, man. that sounds sketchy. Yeah. Um, no, nothing to add, guys. You stay on uh, that well, one. Well, just, huh? just don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't listen to Dangerous Eric. Well, Colorado Bruce, our friend Colorado Bruce, um, it is doing a nice job. Colorado Bruce said he was passing through Barcelona. He made it to Florentine Kitchen Knives before they closed. The door was locked, and I rang the buzzer. Tomer answers it. I bought a knife, and he gives me a tour. He lets me even take a picture. Mission accomplished. So I got a nice, nice. message from Tomer that, you know, we sold a knife for him. So Nice. Tomer, 
Congratulations. Tomo will accept the Knife Talk 10 discount code, I've, I've been told. Yeah, it's Knife Talk 10. Yeah, it's in, Knife in Talk person. 10. He, if, you, if you knock on the door, yeah. um, you'll accept the discount. Yeah. Okay. I think it, you have to say, go fuck yourself. But I mean, I think that's really <laughs> it. And yeah. then, um, oh, two good ones. Alfredo, our friend Alfredo from Italy. My man, Alfredo says, I use your podcast to improve my language, my, lang- my English. Oh boy. I realized that because I, I guess I got caught burping a couple times on the podcast. Mm. He goes, I realized that I can burp in English. So Alfredo's <laughs> Fredo, um, and then here's another uh, really good one. Oh, there's two good ones, and then we'll, we can whatever you want to do. Running Man Forge. We were talking about Forge and Fire and the, the ins and outs of yeah, you know whether to compete or not. And he goes, Running Man Forge. Justin Simpson, by the way, is a fucking dominant knife maker in California. Go check out what a he's a good Running dude. Forge. I met great. him at the uh, Sacramento show last year. Fucking dominant, dominant, great guy. Uh, for real about Forge and Fire, I've turned them down twice because I can't take that much time off work at a chance at ten thousand dollars before taxes. If they want any good talent, they should compensate for it. Also, I've had two Forge and Fire winners come to me on Instagram asking how to get more followers. Therefore, the so-called promotion and notoriety on the show, from the show is worthless. So, yep. you know, any, anything to add, guys? About I agree. All right. Okay. Yeah, I yep. agree. And this last one is going to also be uh, – this is, this is one of our best – Knife hand, nice handmade knives has given us the best bits, listener bits. And he says, hey, guys, in light of last week's episode, when Jeff mentioned working in a metal shop has to be crucial to his learning, I thought of a new fun bit that would that you could do. Biggest rookie moves that you've made as a new maker. Hmm. That's a good bit. And then we're going to have bit. the listeners submit their best rookie moves you made as a new knife maker. And then he wrote, I was a knucklehead when I started out, and I didn't realize the value of a good apron until one day when the trusty right-angle grinder, all of a sudden, uh, I felt a breeze, and it shouldn't have been one. And I looked down, and I had melted the entire crotch off my synthetic pants I was wearing while working. This submission is unofficially sponsored by the Damasteel Pants and Mareco Apron. They will protect your bits from fire and possibly fire ants at the pool. (laughs) Shout out to (laughs) fire ants at the pool. Um, so if you're listening to this, I want you to send in your biggest rookie move that you made as a new knife maker, and we'll read it off. Nice handmade has given me some good bits. The other thing is, if you have bits, people have been sending us like segments and bits that we could try out on the show. I'm willing to take them, and we'll read them off, and maybe if they're good, we'll do them. Like Nice handmade knives did a good job. That's so, a good one, yeah. Yeah, so rookie mistakes, get them into us. Get into your biggest rookie moves, and then also if you have bits you want to submit, and we'll maybe we'll do them, maybe we won't do them. Submit them into Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. What you, what were your two biggest rookie moves that you made as a new maker? Do you guys think of anything? It could be simple. Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll have some for next week. There's going to be. Oh, there's you be, can't do figure something out on the top of your head. There's going to be loads. Um, no, no, I can't. Um, Morocco, you can't think of a rookie. Oh, you fucking pros, you two. You guys are like <laughs> you, two, you can't think of anything. Anything. Well, so hold on. So I didn't just dive right into knife making, trying to do everything. Like when, well, when I got you started, showed up I was at the doing... shop. When you showed up at the shop for Bob, you must have made a couple rookie mistakes. Do you remember any of those rookie mistakes? Uh, I mean, I think one of the biggest mistakes I made was when I was still learning how to sculpt handles, and um, and I fucked up the handle on a five thousand dollar knife that wasn't my company's knife. It was, I mean, it was Bob's knife, so mm. 
that was definitely a rookie mistake. Eek. I'm pretty sure I didn't make that mistake again. Ugh. Well, I mean, that's like a hot. That's that's a little bit kind of like an upper crust mistake. That's not really the <laughs> yeah. mistakes I was thinking about. Like when I was in a metal shop and the the lead guy cut some line, you know, drew some lines out for me to cut. I would take the line, and he would say to me, "Never take the line." It means like when you when you yeah. he figures out the the correct, correct measurement, he puts a scribe in. He would, he, I would cut the line just like you just cut it, and he goes, "You always keep the line." And when you're also like, and that's something that st- stuck with me even now, when you're tracing out to do a a, a knife out of a, of a like stock removal style knife, when you trace your 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 template, when you're using the bandsaw, don't take the fucking line. Like leave yourself an eighth to sixteenth, sixteenth or an sure. eighth, depending. On, even if you're great always leave the line and then slowly slowly get it off once you bring it over the grinder that leave the line was always a big thing for me i'll tell you i came up with a new way of breaking down my damascus billets go ahead because i used to do all this stupid math of like measuring how much material i have to work with then accounting for the saw curve and then doing the math again and then fucking cutting the pieces down and marking them one at a time cut a piece mark the next one cut a piece mark so i realized it, that if i square off one end because usually your billets are around at either edge um from being squished out you square off one end once you're in good material you measure what you got divided by how many pieces you want and then you mark them out scribe all of them and take the line every time and every time if you take the line which means you're cutting within the segment of the piece that's getting cut off they equally, will all end, they, they all exactly as long as you're doing the same thing every time they will all end up come off the same <laughs> see that's a rookie move too where you but you got to like, the line if you cut if you if you draw out all the lines yeah let's say let's just say you're taking a stick of you know 48 inches of some steel and you know you need 5 inch segments you scribe them all out and then you chop them with the chop saw but if you don't if you don't take an account for the the size of your blade you're going to end up with a shorty at the end every sure. time. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Cool. Rookie mistakes. Send in your rookie mistakes. Yes, yes. And also, um, whilst we talked about Dharma Steel pants just a minute or two ago, uh, let me tell everybody about Dharma Steel. Um, Dharma Steel Lab on Instagram. Go take a look at the kind of stuff people are making with Dharma Steel. Dharma Steel is a high-end uh, stainless Damascus. Um, they are dharmasteel.se um, online. Um, register an account there. Any any purchase you make, if you use Knife Talk ten, you'll get. Uh, sorry, if you use Knife Talk at checkout, you'll get ten percent off the order. Um, but they make beautiful, beautiful stainless Damascus and beautiful, beautiful patterns. Go take a look. Okay. How about why? why we want to go? Why me? Why me? Why does this always happen let's, to me? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So guys, we have this segment called Why Me? Why Me? Why does this always happen to me? Where you send us in your question. That has like something happens, you don't know why, and we're gonna CSI, we're gonna crime scene investigate the the whole. We're gonna take no woman that leave no stone unturned, no stone unturned. So the first one comes from our friend Leonardo Lee, and he goes, "I have an issue that has only happened once, and it's already often once too often. I made a knife back in May for a friend, and he liked it all well. In May, he made it in May, and now it's January, and an issue has shown up. It's bent." It was straight when I gave it to him, and I trusted him enough that he says that he didn't use it as a crowbar. I believe him mostly. 
It's an Akiri-style knife with an asymmetrical grind. He says it curves about a millimeter, a little more than one thirty-second. Oh, and are there any good solutions other than taking the handle off and shim-tempering and regrinding? Off by a 30-second? What a fucking mm. asshole. I mean... He, he's used that to open up a tin of paint, I think. What do you guys think? think? Why me? Why me? Why does this always happen to me? Hmm. Is there any way where the steel would, over time, um, have like memory and go back to a, a form that it was before? Is, is that, could that happen? Not if it's heat treated. Hmm. That's what I'm thinking. But could it happen? No, you're saying. What do you think, Mareko? What's an I asymmetrical mean, grind? Does that mean like it's some comp? It's some. So uh, typically, it means it's like it, it's not the same from one side to the other. Uh, so we, maybe one side's flat. Like Dan, actually, Dan Bittinger just recently did an, a B grind on one of his knives, but it, the B grind was only on the right side instead of both sides. The left side was flat or slightly convex. And so that would be considered an asymmetrical grind because it's not the same side to side. Um, asymmetrical grinds can be tricky because they, um, you, you know, you're grinding a different amount of material from both sides. And if, Especially, again, we've talked about how decarb can play a role in a knife warping. Um, and if you leave one side flat and then you grind um, like a, a bevel from the other side, then you could get some funk going on there, uh, potentially. I don't think, though, that, that they would have to uh, take the handle off. You, you might be able to... Um, use a like a handheld propane torch to gently paint some heat back in not not across the whole blade but closer to the spine especially for nakiri um and gently warm it back up and it doesn't have to get crazy hot just get a little bit of color back on there and then you know pry out and like bend do some flexion you you know put wear a pair of gloves and and do some flex work to possibly try to straighten it back out i've definitely done that um and it has worked for me but you got to do what's right for you. And honestly, that doesn't sound like that much of, of a, a quote unquote developed warp. Um, Seriously. So. 30 second over like a 15 inch blade. I mean, that's like, you said kinda... the blade is 15 inches. Well, no, I'm just assuming that if it's oh. a full tang knife, if it's like an eight or nine inch knife, plus the five inches of handle, it's like around 15 inches all day. That's to me, when you say over a 30 set or a 30 second, I'm thinking in my yeah. mind over like 15 inches of knife. Yeah, mm. seems like a you know piddly friend. Yeah, <laughs> I mean even <laughs> yeah, most Nikiris are I mean. right. Most Nikiris are around seven inches, but even over seven inches, that's not uh, of uh, of edge. Um, that's not really that horrible of a warp, and that friend can yeah tell him use it fuck as, off. Yeah, tell him to use it as, as to scoop out <laughs> fucking cucumbers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it also you could also do get call up Kyle Daly or Corin over at Gamco and get one of them uh, carbide oh, yeah. hammers. There you go. Those things are fucking awesome. I used one, and it doesn't even they don't even leave marks. Like I used one to, to, to fool around with a with a very. I was amazed at how how easy they were to use with carbide hammers. That's and if you go to khdaily.com, put in the promo code knifefuck10, you're gonna give you, <laughs> you're, gonna give, you're gonna give you nothing. He's gonna tell you up, up, up. He might give you his credit card number, but he's not gonna give you any discounts. <laughs> Good old Kyle Daly. That's what I would do. That's when yeah. Was, no, actually, I agree. That's probably the gentlest, uh, low key way to try to. 
work that back out. I thought that it would leave some sort of like scuffing or dents. It didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But you know, I would so I would do get a carbide hammer from one of them guys. Yeah. And okay. Tell your what else we got? Cut it out. What else we got, Jeff? Uh, Third Hill Custom says, "Why me? Why me? Why does this always happen to me?" I see a video on Mareko's page that is absolutely hilarious about him blocking people, but I'm too scared to react to it for fear of becoming <laughs> blocked. <laughs> Yeah, you have quite a reputation. People are terrified that you're going to give it to them. Oh, I, I posted a story a while back because some fucking moron. Uh, God, I can't even remember. He, oh, he was saying something about the, the auction knife, actually, as I was building up the content. This piece of shit jumps in, and he's like, looks like a bit of a clunker. Uh, probably good for cutting steak, though. And I'm like, and it was on a video where dan was demonstrating like the food release and how easily it cuts through stuff and like and i commented back you must be fucking blind um but then i immediately like blocked the guy and, and he can go fuck himself and humiliated and, him it's just like what kind of idiot are you you like what kind of comment is that to leave especially Dude. like maybe he thought he was being funny but he's being a fucking idiot and let's so talk he, about comments. he went bye-bye let's talk about comments yeah. I love, everyone knows how much I love the listeners of Knife Talk. I love them. They're the best listeners in <laughs> podcasting. And they participate and they ask questions about being in business and how do we be, be better in business and how do we become better business people and our ability or knife brand. And then they go drop Knife Talk jokes on my business page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, all right, yes, I know, I know, you know, <laughs> milk. I get milk a lot. Anytime I'm cooking the milk and then, then, then there's something about, you know, like I, I, people do the, the, people write things and they don't think it would this be helpful to Jeff's business. No, of course not. So it's the same thing to you. They don't give a shit. And I'm saying this respectfully to our listeners, but like, go fuck yourself. I mean, I mean, don't ask. Some of you guys are almost banned from asking business advice because it's like, if you want business advice, you gotta be helpful to people. You don't want to be hurtful. So like you put in some of you guys put in some fucking shit that I'm just like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. That must be somebody else you're listening to. You know, I try to play it off, but it's just like, you know, people say things that they don't really realize that are. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, I don't did. know if this guy was a, an, a listener or not, but that is exactly right. like it was on. It was on a post that was about a th- an item I had coming up for sale, and it's just it's unhelpful. Lacks, yeah, it's super unhelpful, and you know, or lacks professionalism in a way, and it's just like that's that's the thing. Sorry, you got to go away. Yeah, no, Goodbye. that's the thing. That's the thing. Some people don't think about anything, right. and they write something just to. Get elicit a response. While well, he elicited a response that he probably shouldn't have, you know, he didn't want. But, yeah. Yeah. but you got your all the listeners are afraid that they write even like a cheeky joke to you. They write the cheeky <laughs> jokes to me because they know I don't block them. But they to you, they're like terrified you're going to block them and do a whole, no, you know. You know, no, you know what's great is people comment on like stories. That's the place to do it because it's more like I see it, I laugh or I respond. Um, and usually it's a positive, but I'm, I would prefer it to happen there in stories <laughs> because yeah. then it comes to me directly. Right. And it's I not can, a public and, forum. You're not yeah. casting, you know, you're not casting doubt you're not on shitting on my, my post about this yeah. thing I'm about to sell. Where's the milk? Where's the milk? How about the milk? Where's the milk? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, Jesus Christ. Fucking guys. 
Look, I've got 12 minutes left before my dinner's ready, so we need to rattle through some stuff. Uh, we got to um, do I'll... Super Bowl predictions too. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All right, okay. First of all, I want to tell everybody about MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. They've got everything. If you're looking for, you know, if you, whether you're a knife maker already or looking to get into it, that's the place to get your stuff. They do handle materials, steels, uh, abrasive, everything you could possibly need. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. They're also MaritimeKnifeSupply on Instagram. Lawrence is a really good dude. Um, he set up a discount. So if you use, um, if you buy, I think it's 10 belts, you get one free and all this is great stuff. Great stuff. They also sell combat abrasives as well. So go and take a look. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Super Bowl predictions then, eh? Well, do you want to do after show or do you want to do questions or what do you, what do you want to do? I thought for the after show we would do the Super Bowl. Okay, okay. Let's, let's do another question each then, do you right. think? Yeah. Let's, let's rattle through a couple. Let's have a look. Um, Patton Os <laughs> Patton Ostriffa <laughs> what? Jesus Christ where are we Patton Ostriffa Africa as, as, as DM'd us Patton Patton where the fuck is this guy Ostriffa Africa I think it's something <laughs> that like great. that anyway. that's my fault. oh hey, yeah Patton Ostriffa Africa I love that. Something like that, yeah. Um, hey, Q, do you know of a place that I can send a chunk of steel to find out what it is? Hmm, I don't. Mareko, would you know anywhere? Uh, at least in the United States, uh, there are a couple places. If you literally look up, like, either uh, metal chemi chemical testing or just metal testing, I believe one of them owns the website. Let me just test check it out right now. But it's metaltest.com, I believe. You think it's cheap? No, it's no. Fi like 50 bucks a pot, a test. Oh, that's not the worst thing in the world. Well, no, especially if you have like even honestly like $50 isn't a bad price to pay to know what the fuck the steel is you're actually working with for even mm. just one knife. But if you can get multiple knives out of the same kind of steel, like maybe you get into a bunch of it, then that's definitely worth it. Yeah, metal test. Metaltest.com. There you go. Is a place what is it called? Anderson and Associates. Metaltest.com. Nice. Okay. You guys want to pick one? M3 Knives says, hey, man, can I ask you a question? If I were to be teaching knife making in my shop to others, should I make them sign a waiver or term and conditions in order to work with me in case they would hurt themselves, protect me from lawsuits, or any other bullshit? One fucking hundred percent. <laughs> It's just a, a simple liability, a student liability thing. And you can probably honestly find um, some sort of uh, like pre-written thing or you can hit up GPT chat or whatever the fuck it is, the AI chat to write up a contract for you. Um, but yes, you for sure should because people are litigious as fuck and will sue you for the stupidest shit. Well... I would add to that that you might want if you have an insurance company in your shop, you might want to talk to them too. Sure. Because we do that. We do. Uh, we have. I couldn't get this shop unless I had insurance. So we have an insurance. Right. Uh, we have an insurance company that has a. We you know we pay insurance and there's like a liability thing there and we yeah. do have that that uh, a hurt. It's called a um, harmless hurt harmless or something like that or. It's yeah. You sign your thing saying that I understand that this is a dangerous place, and it got to the point where in the beginning, where I wouldn't let people walk in the shop without signing it. Sure. The problem is, is if you don't have an insurance company, it might not really matter. 
you might want to think about, and I know uh, we have some uh, lawyers that listen to this and stuff like that. You might want to talk to your insurance company because what people people can do is they can also not just sue you, but sue the insurance. Oh, don't worry. I'll just sue the insurance company. You know, I'll just sue the insurance company. If you don't have insurance, then, you know, you might be in problems. So I would be very, I'd look into it. Look into it. Yeah. Yeah, and you, if you do have insurance, it, usually your insurance will vary based on how you plan on operating your business, whether it's somewhere that customers come and like interact with you, like a sales floor or anything like that, or if it's not, if it's just like a private space. Um, and if they're like Jeff's saying, like if they're if you're not properly covered, maybe you have a liability form and that might protect you somewhat. It's not if they, if the person damages your tools and stuff and your insurance doesn't cover some other ding dong coming into your shop and fucking things up, you're going to be in a tough spot. I went to a party when I, my, my daughter was very young. We went to a, a children's party and she was on a, a scooter and I pushed her a little too hard and she fell off the scooter and she bang your chin up to the point where we had to take her to the hospital to get mm. stitches and it was my fault completely my fault i felt like i felt terrible and we <laughs> got pushing to the, kids we, on the ground i mean i wasn't pushing on the ground she was on a scooter and i fucking pushed her a little bit too fucking hard i mean what do you want from me you know you're supposed to push from behind not from i the did side. push from behind and push from the side and you think i fucking just went over to her and pushed her you're off you're trying the side. to take this get off this. from the fucking kid it's my turn now lila yeah, it's my turn you had your turn. It's my turn. No, I pushed her, and she fucking went head over forward, and she hit her chin on the ground, and then we went to the hospital. And then we were just like, okay, our insurance. And then our insurance company says, well, where were you? We were at a party. Like, well, we're, insu- we're going to – our insurance company wanted to sue our friend's house insurance company. And we – it was – and all of a sudden, it was a real bad situation. So you oh. got to be real. They are like, well, it's the, it's the homeowner's insurance. We're not paying for this. They're all trying to rake a lot. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was, and then it was like really made it very uncomfortable for our for our friends, and now all of a sudden, well, do you have insurance? It's like it was terrible. So you got to be real careful with that. Yeah. Okay, I think we've answered loads today. Yeah. I think maybe we should go to an after show. Yeah. What do you think? After all the time. Can I tell you about my grinder? Of course. Do you I have should. a grinder? Wait a second. You have I a have grinder. To. You have a grinder. I don't just use files or an angle grinder. What kind I actually of grinder? have a, a professional grinder built by and engineered by other knife makers. It's the Broadbeck Ironworks grinder. I love my grinder. It does so many different things. Actually, I was just using the buffing attachment recently. And I, I'm getting lined up with the adjustable work rest. They have a new beveling jig that they that attaches to the new or to the adjustable work rest that I'm excited to put to work, but they are the Swiss Army knife of grinders, and they are a great and strong way for somebody to start off their knife shop, honestly, because you have multiple machines in one. Uh, so if you go to uh, broadbackironworks.com, and then, let's see, I got the notes right here. If you put in Knife Talk 200, that'll save you $200 off any of the grinder packages, whether it's the Max, Premium, or the Mega. And then if you do Knife Talk 100, that'll save you $100 on the sharpening system, the surface grinder, or the leather sewing machines. Uh, so go make sure you hit them up and get a hold of a great machine because it is a strong way to get started in the knife making game. Nice, nice. Uh, Barack, aren't you going to Texas soon for t- Texas Blade or something? It's it's pronounced Texas. 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 No. Texas. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be down at Blade, Texas. Uh, yeah, I was talking about the knives I'm working on right now. Uh, I'm excited about that, and hopefully, uh, I'm also talking to the guys over at Texas Ferry Supply. There you go. Um, 
about trying to do some, you know, follow up the 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 uh, the show with spending a little time with them. Um, they usually do a hammer in actually on Tuesdays, um, that Tuesday following Blade Texas. Um, so we're looking at trying to put something together. But you can also go to Texas Fire Supply to get whatever you need for knife making, whether it's and that and I I had the conversation with Evan. They'll honor the knife talk ten on anything they sell. So go get yourself hammers, go get yourself anvils, get yourself handle supplies. Um oh, they got they got the best sandpaper that you can use in the world indasa rhino wet um but from indasa usa and so you can save yourself 10 percent with knife talk 10 on sandpaper and everything else uh, when you go to texasferrysupply.com nice nice okay let's talk football like not not real football you know your guys football <laughs> well by the way football is a term coined in the uk from a professor at Cambridge University. Of course. Fuck you. Of course. <laughs> it's a, yes. Why are you fighting No, it's just for? I feel like people are like football, not real football. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, soccer. American I, I football. I got it twisted. Soccer. Whether you like it or not, American football <laughs> is some of the most well, most watched TV in the United States. And part of the, tonight, tonight, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl will be the most viewed thing in the United States of all time. For the ads. For everything. For everything. <laughs> they do less ads than us. <laughs> I mean, well, that yeah. might be true. Might be, yeah. That might be true. Uh, Good one. Who is playing? Who's so playing? this is now we're into, you know, sports radio. This is uh, Cypress in the morning. <laughs> Fucking 66 WKTP, uh, the sports show. So the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. I've been watching the playoffs. It's been exciting because my kid is starting to play. She's going to do her third varsity sport. She's going to play flag football. So we've been watching all this flat, all this football, and it's been awesome. Um, so the Kansas City Chiefs uh, with uh, Pat Mahomes are are uh, playing in Arizona against um, Jalen Hurts. What was Pat Mahomes? What was his name? Pat Mahomes. Okay, <laughs> My boss. Is that how you are? Is that how you are? Is that how you are? You you walk into people's you what do you go into the bathroom? I'm sure you're the kind of guy that goes in the bathrooms and talk to people while you're taking a leak too. Yeah, Pat my balls. Yeah. Yeah. I hear I hear I hear you've done that before. I hear I've heard that uh you've gone into uh bar bathrooms and maybe you've uh had conversations while you're taking a leak. How do you like that? <laughs> you hear correctly. Is that true? Is that true? Are you one of those fucking guys who goes into a urinal, fucking pulls, pulls my balls out, pulls past my balls out? conversation with somebody last night whilst holding my oh, mouth. Really? Yeah, yeah. Tell us all about it. <laughs> I heard some things. Nothing to be said. Nothing, Nothing to be, be said. said. I heard you. I heard you opined. I heard you opined about some semi-famous actor who may or may not, <laughs> while you're taking your with your dick in your hand, t- taking a whiz. I told him he made the the pinnacle of Welsh drama. I told him <laughs> you got to paint the story now. Now you got to paint the story. What happened? I'm taking a leak, and I turn, and to the side of me is this this actor uh, who I know, who's in a show that I loved. What's and his I, name? Um, I don't even know his name. Oh, don't there you know. Go. Drunk. But I told him, I told him that I loved what he did. What did he say? <laughs> I, I wasn't talking about his whiz. I was. Talking... <laughs> hey, love what you did there. <laughs> oh, I love what you did. And pat my balls. 
So, so who's going to win? Who's the favorite? To well, win? so I what I did is I reached. I figured because we're doing it on Sunday and there's only one shot. I I figured we could ask the listeners to give us their predictions. So when it comes out on Monday, they can either have uh, glory. I my prediction. I've been listening to so much goddamn sports radio. I am going with the Eagles over the uh, Chiefs. I'm listening to Boomer Esiason and Tiki Barber and the Eagles. I got the Eagles 31 to 27. So that's number one. Matt Stagmer, our listeners, he is a big sports guy. He has the Chiefs 34 to 27. David Loganbill of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, David Logan. Dave Loganbill says Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs uh, 31 to 28. Let's go. Brigham Kendall says Super Bowl picks. The only thing I look forward to is picking the food when I'm going. To, what I'm going to binge on. <laughs> I'm going to be grilling a tomahawk steak. My wife bought me for Valentine's Day. Oh, nice. But I guess I'll pick the red team to win by a home run. Very funny. Uh, <laughs> Bartlett Blades, who I got. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but some of our listeners really are awesome. I prefer if you don't send me anything. But uh, Bartlett Blades sent me a baseball card from Rusty Cunts. A Rusty Cunts baseball card. Oh, yeah. And I got another one, too. Uh, the, some of our listeners, I got a couple of them. I, I, I don't have it in front of me who it was, but I got a couple of Rusty Cunts baseball cards, which I love. Bartlett Blade says 20, uh, 20 to 17 Eagles. Uh, um, O'Sully uh, says go birds 24-20. Wyoming Cody. I love the name Wyoming Cody. He's got the Chiefs 28 to 21. Paul Jansen says, I like the Chiefs to win, but I think the Eagles, uh, uh, and I'm betting that the Doritos, for the, you can bet on which commercial's coming, for, like if the Doritos commercial's going to come on. Uh, he, has, uh, he has the Eagles 37 to 34, and Jesse Killian, Marlboro Handmade, says, the fucking birds by a mile. So do you guys have any predictions on the Super Bowl? You wouldn't care. have a clue. Did you have a care? No care. You going to watch? Mareka, you going to watch? Uh, I'll be at the shop. Um, at night? In, in, what do you mean at night? It's 5.30. Uh, I guess probably won't be at the shop. No, I, I'm not going to be watching. Also, I don't have cable. Yeah, you don't have to have cable. You get <laughs> Fox. It's going to be on Fox. It's going to be free on Fox. It's going to be the biggest. Rihanna's doing the halftime show. I might catch the halftime show. Yeah, Rihanna's going to be great. In honor Rihanna's to awesome. uh, our buddies, uh, uh, Sullivan Knives and, and Marlboro, I'm going to say Philadelphia. There you go. See? Philly, Philly, you know, they're going to grease the poles in Philadelphia. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know? So there you go. Sports talk. Didn't go there as we well go. as I thought it would. So That's a show. Thank you all for listening. We shall speak to you again next week. Bye for now. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.